Hello. Hey, welcome to Mommy Jammy's podcast. Now I know we didn't have an intro for this week, but there's a really good reason. We're going to be having a contest. I'm going to record three separate intros and you get to choose which will be our new intro for the Mommy Jammies podcast. You can participate in the voting and in the giveaway by joining the new Mommy Jammies podcast support group. And the links to that group will be in the show notes to this episode. The purpose of the Mommy Jammies group is to support and encourage all moms in conjunction with the, you know, the um, whole reason for the Mommy Jammies podcast, which is we're going to be inspired by women who use their in real life stuff, their businesses, their volunteer work, homeschooling, friendships, and even marriage to make them the best mom that they can be. Mommy Jammies podcast is where life, business, and motherhood intersect. So today we're going to jump into determining if a virtual assistant business is right for you. Before we get started, I just want to put a shout out there to the sponsor of today's Mommy Jammy podcast, which is the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You can visit all podcasts available on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. Okay, so maybe if you're online a lot, which a lot of uh, homeschool mamas are, you're hearing a lot of buzz about working from home. And you might be wondering if a virtual assistant business is right for you. Are you cut out to be a virtual assistant? I think at first it might help to know or to define what a virtual assistant actually is. So while there are many different types of virtual assistants in that there are different um, niches that you can concentrate on, in general, a virtual assistant is a virtual worker, meaning you are at home or your coffee shop or wherever you're going to conduct your business with your connector, connector, with your laptop, your iPad, your phone, and you are doing work for a client that is based somewhere else. Um, and that can be a state over, several states over, a different coast. It can even be in a different country. You have different options. So that is in, in essence, in a nutshell, what a virtual assistant is. It's doing virtual work. So that virtual work can be all kinds of things. We've talked in a previous um, podcast how to make money as a social media manager. Social media is a type of virtual assistant, and this is where you would manage or post for or help um, develop a strategy for someone's social media, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever. You can be a pa uh, social media specific platform specific virtual assistant, so you could be like a Pinterest VA or a Facebook VA and so on and so forth. You get the idea. Um, another type of virtual assistant might be one that just manages administrative things like keeping someone's calendar or managing their emails. You could be a customer service VA where you handle all the things that come in with taking care of customers. And for instance, 
at Christmas time, Amazon hires a lot of customer service representatives. Those are actual virtual assistant positions. Usually a VA is freelance in that they receive money in which they're 1099 for. Sometimes a virtual assistant could also include someone who actually is on staff somewhere, but they work virtually. But generally, 99% of the time, we're speaking about someone who does work as an independent contractor and receives their money through their payment portal, such as PayPal, um, even a check, however you, how, whatever you determine um, your method of being paid would be. And so we'll talk more about that later. What we really want to do today is talk about um, if you, is a VA business right for you at all? Do you have, do you think you have what it takes to be a VA? And so there are three things that you need to know or need to think about to determine if a VA business is actually right for you. And those are managing, marketing, and mastering. First, you think about managing. Because first and foremost, a VA is a type of manager. And there are several things you have to manage. The top ones include managing your time. Can you manage the time given to you during the day? There are, you know, you have so many hours in a day. And if you have little kids at home, or you have kids you're having to take to and from a co-op or to school, um, you have to think about if you can manage the time in between those. You have to be able to manage interruptions to your time. And contact switching, which is starting and stopping tasks, is a productivity buster, but that's something that moms have to actually plan into and consider as part of their day when you have homeschool going on, you have uh, little kids that need your attention, you might have a baby in your lap. And while those things aren't necessarily detractors, I mean, you don't, you might not say, well, because I have ABC, I can't be a virtual assistant. Instead, I would encourage you to think about whether you thought you could manage those things within your day. And time blocking is a, a great way to do that. The second thing that you need to be able to manage is money. As a virtual assistant, you have, sorry about that, one of the hazards, we just talked about distractions, there's one right there, your phone. <laughs> um, as a virtual assistant, you have to be able to manage money. So that means you, you may have tools that you have to pay for, like social media schedulers or a graphics program creator that you're responsible for, um, things to do with your business, like taxes do. Okay, that's a huge one. Um, it could also be things associated with having a checking account or a business account as a virtual assistant. There are a lot of free options out there, which is great, but you these are things you have to think about. And one of the things about um, managing money is the irregularity and in income. You bring on a client, you lose a client, you grow a client base, and therefore you have more overhead, maybe in the tools that you choose to use, or you have to invest money in um, developing a skill set. So you have to think about whether or not you can manage money and the flow of money in a regular uh, income. And a great resource to help you with that is Dave Ramsey 
on his site has a financial planner for irregular incomes, which I will link to in the show notes of this podcast. The other thing you need to be able to manage is following instructions and to be able to follow instructions without being offended. (laughs) One of the things that a virtual assistant becomes a master of is relationship management. When you first take on a client, you might not know each other real well and you have to learn to speak each other's language and that includes following instructions. And because a lot of instructions may come to you in a written fashion, you have to be able to kind of read between the lines, be willing to ask questions. So if you're a person that can follow instructions and not be afraid to ask questions and get clarity from a client and you feel comfortable managing that, then um, choosing a virtual assistant career might work for you. You also have to learn to manage alone time. And while as moms, alone time can be sacrosanct, one of the problems is when we have alone time, we don't want to work on our business. We would rather, uh, I don't know, watch funny cat videos, chat with a friend, um, read a book, whatever we do to distract ourselves in order to hang on to that alone time. Also, alone time can be lonely. And if you, like, For myself, my kids are all graduated from homeschool, and now I have a lot of time alone at home during the day. And sometimes, now I'm introverted, so I don't have this problem as much as an extrovert might. Um, I actually appreciate working at home, but there are periods of time when I really do need to brainstorm with other people, and being able to schedule that and get that going um, is important. If you're an extrovert, one of the problems that you may have is you might just get really lonely at home. So there are ways you can work around that. You could have scheduled times with other extroverted BAs where you're all, it might just even help you to sit together at a table. Um, You can schedule Zoom meetings, which will help break up your day. But that goes back again to managing your time. So you just need to be thinking about how you would protect the alone time that's important for you to recharge versus the alone time that's necessary for you to not feel lonely, but to continue to become to your business energized. Okay, so that is the first one that's manage. The second one is market. This is where a lot of VAs get a little nervous. You've got to get yourself out there. Sometimes we think, we don't have all the skills that we need or we don't know enough. But the most important thing is to get started. Know what you're good at. And you may think, well, really all I've ever done is volunteer to be a Sunday school teacher at church. Um, And all I do is homeschool the kids. Really, how does that translate into a virtual assistant business? Well, speaking as a homeschool mama, I can tell you, If you've managed choosing curriculum, getting your curriculum into a planner, utilizing a planner someone else has put all their curriculum into, you know, like a day planner, or if your curriculum comes with a day-by-day teacher's manual, those are lovely, um, and you've managed multiple age children, you've managed to get your kids to church or school or co-op on time. You've managed to tend to the needs of other people in your house. If you're married, 
perhaps your husband. Um, you bring those skill sets. You've managed a calendar, obviously. Okay. You've managed handling multiple people's needs and places they've got to be when they've got to be there. You've also been a good listener. You've been able to hear what people um, are saying to you during the day and continue on with the work that has to be done. All of these things really parlay into getting started as a virtual assistant. Really, a homeschool mom is almost an ideal candidate outside of someone who comes in from the corporate world to put together a business that they can be proud of. Um, the other thing about marketing is knowing who your ideal client is. So once you take an inventory of what you're good at, and I would just start a list, maybe even ask your friends, like, what are some things you know that I'm good at? And um, don't be afraid to ask that. And you may be really surprised. I know when I first did this because I had no idea, like virtual assisting sounded great. And I thought maybe I could do some of the things I had been reading about and researching, but I wasn't really sure what my strengths were. And so I asked three trusted friends to tell me, what do you think that I'm good at? Like that I could help someone else do with their business online. And it was really surprising to see um, people recognize things like my ability to organize things or come up with um, out-of-the-box ideas for something, problem-solving. Those sorts of things, all that type of list can help you just sit down and make a list and leave nothing off. If you've managed a calendar, put that on there. If you have written for, even if it's your church bulletin or your homeschool newsletter, you've done some writing and some copywriting. If you have a blog, you've written and managed. If you've used Facebook, you understand a little bit about social media. We all start somewhere. And just put those all on that list to help you know um, what you're good at so you can think about ways to get yourself out there. And back to that ideal client. When you are thinking about what you're good at, there's a client out there who's going to need what you're good at. Now, in the beginning, you're going to be told a lot. Um, if you look at any, you know, training for virtual assistants, you're going to really be told to niche down really quickly. Um, I niched down in that I really reached out first to those people I knew and had had relationships first with. So those were people like in my in the homeschool world or in Christian ministry, those areas I had built relationships. So in that way, I kind of niched, but I didn't niche down immediately as far as what I do because what I needed was time under my belt, getting experience to do a lot of different things to find out what I really loved doing. So when you think about finding your ideal client, first just think about who you know that you might be able to serve with the skills you have to get you started because the goal is to make money as quickly as possible and this is that's a little easier way a little easier foray into virtual assisting um, and it's a model really that's easily adaptable you make a list of 50 people you know and once you get your skills down you can really just email people and we i talked in a previous podcast of how i got started I just reached out to every single person I knew and said, I had enough confidence in my skills um, in certain areas on social media and graphic creation. 
um, you know, creating things to share on social media, that I reached out to every single person I knew and said, can I help you do something? And I had a client pretty quickly. Now, it wasn't a high paying client, but it was just what I needed to build confidence and to get some experience. And I'm sure that you can do that very same thing. So that we've talked about manage and we've talked about marketing. The last one is mastering. And this mastery is really the key to growing as a virtual assistant. If you do the first two, you manage and you market and you, you know, you, you take the skill set you have and you really learn to make it your own and to work it, you're going to do pretty well. But if you really want to grow into an independent income, um, I'm going to say manage and market those skills that we just talked about and that outline, you're going to, you could probably make uh, money pretty quickly, but it's not going to be independent income uh, probably if that's what you're looking for. Independent income, I'm going to say, um, I know you see a lot of things out there, you know, 10K VAs and 5K VAs. But for me, when I made the two, when I made 2K a month, that was a big month for me. My first month like that, I started to feel like, okay, I can really do this thing and really make some real money. So in order to get there, you're going to have to um, determine if you can master, which is our third one, manage, market, and master. Can you master learning the skills that you need in order to really grow as a virtual assistant? Can you master putting the systems and structure in place in your business in order to scale? Yes, you can get started without a website. You can get started with a Facebook page and a LinkedIn page as a VA. You can do that. But if you really want to grow and you want to be seen as a professional in your field of expertise, you're going to need a really strong structure in your business. You're going to need those things um, like a, you're going to make want to make sure you're legally licensed in your state. You want to make sure you have a website, at least a simple one. At this point, you're going to want to niche down into your expertise so that that's also going to change how you manage your time, money, instructions, and how you market yourself. And it's going to poise you to scale. And what that does is allow you, you can grow your own VA business pretty big, maybe up as much as 10K per month before you need to bring on a team. You might bring on a team sooner if you find you really enjoy managing people and processes over implementation. Um, but scaling, poising yourself to scale, you have to have these other things mastered and that is the learning and growing of your business putting that structure in place for the processes and systems you need to make your back end of your business work. And um, I'm not going to go real deep into that because I wanted to keep this light and I just wanted to um, have you question and ask yourself, do you have what it takes? Is a VA business right for you? So if you have come to a conclusion that you could manage your time, money, follow instructions, you know how you're going to handle alone time, you know how you might handle interruptions to your day, balance life and um, a business, because you know that's two different groups of people counting on you, your family, and the people that are entrusting you with portions of their business, which is not just a, um, it's a really high honor, truly, when someone brings you in as a, as a partner. Um, and then marketing yourself, having confidence to get yourself out there, 
understand what you're good at and what your ideal client is looking for. And you think that eventually, maybe, you're ready for mastery and you're learning and the structure systems processes necessary to grow your business and poise yourself to scale. Then a VA business might be a business for you. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Just jump into the group, which again will be linked in the show notes to this podcast. And I'd love to answer any questions you have, talk to you about how I got started, the tools and resources I might have used along the way. I can share lots of good free ones with you and um, just be an encouragement to you. I have helped a lot of VAs. I'll put some reviews in the show notes to this podcast and I can recommend um, some beginner courses to take and some things that you can read through to help you determine if this is really something you want to do. But I'm confident that almost any homeschool mom who's went through asking herself these questions about managing, marketing, and mastering the different aspects of virtual assisting, if you come out with a positive in these areas and you think you can, you can because that's how it works. And there's lots of help out there and virtual assisting is just growing and growing and growing. And there are a lot of clients out there who really need help and it's a great way to take what you do as a homeschool mom, a ministry person, um, even if you're working outside, I can help you look at how those skills work into a VA business. So thanks for joining me today on Mommy Jamie's podcast. I do want to remind you that um, on this podcast, we have a giveaway today. It's a $250 rainbow resource gift card. So be sure and check out the show notes to find that giveaway and participate. And if you loved us, could you please share a review on iTunes? That would be awesome. I would love that. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a good week.